0: Before starting this episode, first I wanted to apologize for the poor quality of our previous episode. Let me read you some horror stories sent to us by our listeners. The Ghosts in Heat by QTP. I remember once that my husband and I were arguing about the paranormal, specifically ghosts that haunt the living. He was a wee bit scared sleeping in my ancestral home. Let me give you a background of our home sweet home. I live in a 39 year old house inside a compound. There are five houses in a row each facing another group of five houses. It was said that the place where our compound was housed was haunted. This was the place where Catapunero soldiers passed to get to Balintawak. This was a forest where ambushes and battles took place. Thus there were many people who lost their lives here. Even the maids in our house told us of their own experiences with the ghosts that haunt the house. So my husband Will was not so keen in sleeping in the house. His third eye was slightly if not reluctantly open. He used to experience and see ghosts wherever he went and in the places he lived. We were already getting ready to go to sleep. We were lazing away in bed just watching the television. He said that since he began sleeping in the house a week ago, he had never experienced any sighting. He said he was lucky maybe. I was teasing him and said maybe the ghost in the house did not like him enough to warrant a look-see. He turned off the television and snuggled deeper into the covers. The air conditioning was on. I also fixed my pillow and snuggled and positioned myself getting ready to go to bed. He then turned to me a little pale. He said honey there is something sitting at the end of the bed next to me. I answered back that it was just his imagination getting the better of him. He said that he felt the bed sag on his side. I turned toward him and just embraced him reassuring him that it was just one of the ghosts saying hello. I was so used to having a ghost or in my room. Each room in the house has its own entity residing in it. Each a unique paranormal entity. I have never really been bothered with them since they have never hurt anyone in the household. They are felt, hurt and sometimes seen by the people living in the house. My husband just asked me to keep my arms around him. Embracing and reassuring him that nothing would happen to him. So I guess we were already nodding off to sleep since I remembered that I was already somewhat dreaming. He suddenly shook me to wake me up. He said white eyed honey it's not near the end of the bed anymore. It's touching my penis. With that we both sat up. I told him the best way is just to say a prayer. I took the holy water that I keep in the room for emergencies like this. I sprayed the whole room more on the bed. I was hoping that the entity here or whatever it was would be cooled by the spray of holy water. We prayed then lay on the bed and pulled up the blanket. We slept and next thing I knew I woke up to see the rays of the sun passing through the curtains of my room. It was or- Unknown Presence by Jimmy. I want to start off by saying that I couldn't really think of an interesting title for this story, so I apologize for its lameness. This story took place in my house about a year from today. I have been practicing astral projection and developing my psychic abilities for years now, and it has been the one thing I can never know enough about or read enough stories about. Ghosts have also been a very intriguing subject to me, as my mom has told me stories how she has seen a ghost, along with many other family members. Before I start my story, I would like to give my interpretation on ghosts in whatnot. I believe that spirits of the deceased that did not wish to continue their journey into heaven or whatever you believe, stay with us on earth as an entity invisible to the naked eye. I think that when we actually see a ghost with our eyes, it is our mind allowing us to see this alternate dimension for a short period of time, or for some people all the time. But that is why we only see a ghost when we least expect it, because maybe our third eye is more active than usual. This is something I personally believe, and do not push others to conform to. My stories actually dates back to when I was about 10 at my old house, when I saw what I thought was my dead uncle whom I've never met, but only saw pictures of and heard about. He died in a car accident with my dad, but my dad survived. About four people said they saw him the day he died in the house walking down the stairs or knocking on the door. I saw him sitting on my couch, and I literally ran upstairs as fast as I could. I later heard him whispering my name when I was drawing late on night. Fast forward to last year. I was laying in bed watching TV when I felt something or someone lay next to me or at least put some pressure on the bed to make the bed go down even more. The bedroom light was on, so I didn't really panic or anything. I just laid there wondering if what just happened was real. Later that night, I was trying to astral project, and my guitar that was leaning against my wall made a noise that it can only make when someone walks past it. It's kind of like a pressure asserted on the neck on the guitar that makes the tuning knobs click. If I were to walk past it, this sound would follow almost every time. So after I heard this sound, I tried to play it off like it just happened by coincidence, but then it happened again. I was certain that some sort of presence was in my room, because when meditating and achieving a trance state, I become very much aware of things I normally wouldn't. It's tough to explain to anyone who does not practice astral projection, but it's like having another sense opening up. So after all these events went down, I was officially convinced that I had a ghost in my house. I must also mention that a few years back, I saw a black shadow pass through the crack of one of my doors where light was shining through, and when I went to turn on the light in the room I was in, it shattered. I was scared shitless. The day after the bed and guitar thing happened, I wanted to tell my dad, but I knew he didn't really believe in that sort of stuff. But I began to tell him anyway, and he stopped me and said, Were you home around 3.30pm yesterday? But I was at work, so I said no and asked why he had asked. He said that he had heard footsteps around our upstairs when he was downstairs grading papers. He said he called out both me and my brothers names because he was so sure that someone was home. This pretty much convinced my dad that something freaky was going on in my house. That's the end of my story. I'll be back to post again if anything else crazy happens. Good luck all. The Operating Room by QTP Have you ever felt eerie when you visit a hospital? A feeling that someone is watching you? I am a nurse and I used to work in one of the oldest and most historic hospitals in Manila. In this hospital I was assigned to one of the most exciting areas, the Operating Room Complex. The Operating Room Complex is divided into two distinct blocks. The right block is where all the scheduled operations take place, whereas the left block takes care of the emergency, trauma and ob giant cases. The whole complex is quite haunted, and each block has its own collection of ghosts seen and felt by numerous nurses, residents and surgeons. It was one ordinary working day. I was assigned to the night shift, going on duty from 10pm to 6am the following day. My friend and I were discussing the presence of a ghost on our wing, since she saw one the night before. I was telling her that I had heard a voice of a little girl when I was assigned to the other block. She laughed and said that the ghosts in this block were more aggressive and really made their presence felt, since most of the patients that have died in this particular block have suffered traumatic accidents like being stabbed or shot, most not really prepared to die. I entered the operating room where I was assigned. I relieved the nurse from the previous shift. As soon as I was assisting the surgeon for the cholecystectomy case that they were performing one of them asked me what my friend and I were talking about. I said, we were just talking about the ghosts she saw last night in room 11. They asked me if I believed in such things and I answered that I did believe in ghosts, since I have felt their presence in the complex. Almost all the room are haunted. They then told me about their own eerie experiences in the same complex. The operation was taking longer than I expected. We took a break while waiting for the x-ray technician and his machine to arrive. We asked the circulating nurse to provide us with some seats we took our seats and after some time i was beginning to nod off i suddenly felt a cold hand or finger touch my cheek i opened my eyes to see if my co-nurses were playing a trick on me i saw that the rest of the team was asleep and the other nurses were busy since there were other procedures being done in the other rooms i decided that it was just my imagination getting the better of me, so i closed my eyes again i was falling asleep again the presence was not satisfied with just touching my cheek it became bolder more intense. It nudged the chair where I was sitting. After this I just stood up fully awake now goosebumps all over my arms and legs. I looked for my co-nurses leaving the sleeping surgeons to fend for themselves. Poltergeist by Terry. I lived in a second floor flat with both of my parents. When we first moved in, a neighbor told us we should not move in there, that the flat was used for constant parties using the Ouija board. My dad did not take any notice of the neighbor at the time. I was about 12 years old. Three nights after we moved in, it started. We had a plastic runner in the hallway to protect the carpet. We all had just gone to bed when we heard something running up and down the hallway on the runner. My dad jumped up and turned on the light. It stopped. My dad thought someone broke in, he checked the flat, there was nothing, just us. He turned the light back off. I went to sleep in my mum and dad's room. Ten minutes later, something was running madly up and down the hallway again. My dad jumped up and ran in the hallway. The running noise stopped. My dad was now standing in the bedroom doorway. He swore and shouted to go away, which made it angry because we heard the kitchen cupboards opening and slamming shut, and our thick mahogany chairs sliding across the kitchen floors. My mom started screaming in a state of shock. My dad turned on the lights, the cupboards stopped banging, and chairs stopped moving when my dad went to the kitchen all the cuberts were open and chairs were in the middle of the kitchen we had years of this my dad was the first one to see the spirits and i was the second to see them there was two my mum only heard them and never saw them which was a good thing because if she did she would have had heart failure the one that haunted me the most wore a black robe with a hood and no face he had big hands like shovels and wore a big ruby ring he was seven feet high and his shoulders were wider than the doorway he looked like the grim reaper The other spirit wore a white robe and was the same size as the other one, and had a white ruffle round his neck. We heard voices arguing, one was telling the other one, you have had your fun it's time for you to go now. My mum was a bag of nerves, she went to the vicar. They sent people to see if we were mad or if it was real. One day after, they gave the go ahead for the exorcism. I'm now 30 and live in my own house. The other week, my son came screaming down the stairs, saying he saw a man in his room. When he described it, I knew who it was. My son is 10 and scared to go upstairs on his own now. I swear it's punishing me. It made my life hell for years, but I got used to it. I thought the exorcism got rid of it, but now my son has seen it, and I know he hasn't heard me talk about it because I don't. It's my... The Man in the Back by Destiny now this is not an event that had taken place in front of my own eyes but it has surely happened to my grandfather my dad told me this story and it gave me a chance to look at spirits who have yet to rest but are not actually scaring people to death here is my grandfather's tale my grandfather was only 36 years of age and he of course needed a job he had looked in agriculture the stores down the street even the starkest factory that was quite a ways away no jobs whatsoever Finally, after three weeks of looking, he had seen an ad for a wanted bus driver for the night shift. At the time he didn't care what kind of job it was or when he had to work, all he cared about was supporting his family. After a few days, he had gotten the job to work from sundown to an hour before sunset. The bus driving job was steady, he really didn't have any riders unless it was someone who also worked late. Soon, he had picked up on which riders came on, what time they came on and where they should be dropped off. But, a year into the job, he had gotten a new rider who would only ride for that one night. He saw the man standing at a stop to which no one had stood before, and for the first time he could stop there. The man was described as well-rounded, pale, with a blue suit, which was very odd because it is so hot in Samoa, even at night. Like every other customer, my grandfather had welcomed him with a smile. Being the kindly fellow my grandfather also tried to talk to him. He asked him, How are you this evening? Where did you come from? And just normal conversation questions. The only thing this man replied to is where he should be dropped off. My grandfather tried to get something cheerful out of the pale man, but there was no response. As soon as the bus got to the destination as stated by the man, my grandfather opened the door, looked up to the mirror and said to him, here is your stop sir, and looked ahead. Usually, at this time you can hear the passenger get their stuff together and proceed to the front. But not this time. He heard dead silence. He looked up at the mirror again, and saw nothing. The Abandoned Ghost Village Ruins by Bell. First, allow me to say that I do not endorse this story, nor do I have any evidence to support it. I merely think that it's interesting to ponder, wonder, come up with possibilities to its existence, etc. I don't necessarily take it to heart, nor do I expect you to. Serious opinions, interpretations, etc. are welcomed. I just ask, the comments be respectful. This story has been passed to me, and now, in a sense, to you. It was handed to me by my elder brother and sister, who both, when questioned separately, stated the same details, to my recollection. I have not done a recent questioning to verify this, but I assume. In any case, I find it interesting, I hope you will as well. As children, my older brother and sister would sometimes make use of the forest nearby their home. This, for those who are curious, was before I was born. My brother and sister are quite older than I, playing there from time to time, I believe. I am unsure if they did, for certain, play there, but they did, at the very least, have to enter on one occasion. Unfortunately, they did not know the terrain well. Our father, who is not the brightest, nor is he very responsible, had taken on the task of caring for a friend's feline pet, a domestic cat, of course. The cat, while under his care, managed to escape. Fearing his friend's response to the fact that the animal had gone missing, he sent out a search party, at least I assume this was his logic, a.k.a. my brother and sister. Their destination, the woods. My brother and sister set out to find the cat, more than likely against their will, but determined nonetheless, they wandered farther and farther into the woods searching and searching they come up empty-handed not a cat to be found it was beginning to get dark they did not have much time continuing the search they wandered between a pair of trees and into the broken ghostly remains of what they refer to as a village there wasn't much the frames of old buildings perhaps lost long ago in a fire but the empty remains were the least of their worries as it was getting even darker They began to head back, but wait, the direction in which they came, simply led them right back into the remains of the village. Around and around they went, but ended right back in the village. Until it hit them the two trees. They began looking for the same two trees through which they entered. At last, they found them. They walked, once again, between the two trees, and, as if magic, passed back to their path home. They could only enter the village, and likewise, leave, by walking between these specific trees. As it became darker, they finally arrived home, safe. And as it turns out, the cat had been hiding at home all along. But their quest to find the cat led them into a strange place that I'm sure they will never forget. Perhaps it was a portal to a piece of the past. No one knows, and I doubt that anyone ever will. Sally Ann by Cheryl Mee. Selling real estate is an adventure unto itself, Sellers and buyers are always full of surprises, but occasionally the homes hold a few on their own. In April 1989, I did not believe in ghosts. No real reason to. It wasn't logical. But unfortunately, this story is true. That spring, I listed a beautiful 200 years old Ida mansion on six acres. The home was halfway through renovations when the owner gave me my first tour. We walked through the grand entryway separating the twin front parlors. The one on the left served as the living room. A beautiful antique grand piano nearly filled the music room in the right parlor. A large formal dining room and just beyond, and a renovated gourmet kitchen and Bath, finished the first floor tour. We walked up the wide curved staircase in the center of the home, circling to the third floor tower. The tower was one room, surrounded by windows, where one could overlook the entire farm and surrounding countryside. Heading down to the second floor, five of the bedrooms were in various stages of construction, that is, all but one. The sixth bedroom painted a sunny yellow with white trim, was left untouched. The owner explained that room couldn't be changed. If they tried to paint it, the new paint faded and the yellow walls greeted them again the next morning. The temperature in that one room was a constant 70 degrees no matter what season. It was the young son's room of the owner's in the late 1800s, and she said he was one of the ghosts in the house. When you walked in that room, you felt a presence, as if someone was there. It was a calm presence, but it felt as if eyes were on you. I wanted out of that room, but I don't believe in ghosts. According to the owner, sightings had been seen of a young boy, a man, and two men, while only her family was at home. While the workmen were there, tools disappeared all over the home, never to be seen again. Noises of something being dragged and footsteps coming from upstairs while the workmen were downstairs were reported. I, of course, totally discounted the stories because I don't believe in ghosts. Goodbye. I said to my new client, it's been a most enjoyable afternoon. I left, excited about my unique historical listing, and couldn't wait for my first open house in two weeks. The day of the open house was beautiful, 60 degrees, and sunny. Tools were put away. The home gleamed. Visitors entered in the kitchen door where they sampled homemade donuts, mint iced tea and coffee, while they waited for one of two agents to take them on a tour the agent then let the prospective buyer out the front door and returned to the kitchen for the next visitor. Towards the end of the three-hour opening, I let a very nice woman out the front door where a cold breeze hit me when I closed the door. Turning to go back to the kitchen, I glanced to my right. Sitting at the piano in the music room was a young woman, dressed in a plain grey dress, her dark hair drawn back in a bun. Her large dark eyes held no light. She was sitting quietly, just looking down at the keys. No music was playing. The hair on the back of my neck rose with the goosebumps. Startled by seeing a visitor unattended, I went back to the kitchen to find the other agent. Why is there someone wandering around the house without you? There is no one else here. The other agent answered. Well, maybe she came in the front door, I acquiesced. In that case, there is a lady waiting for you in the music room. The owner asked, what does she look like? As I described her, the owner smiled. You've just met Sally Ann. Who's that? I asked with some apprehension. Argos. The hair on the nape of my neck stood up, and I broke out in goosebumps yet again as I raced back to the front rooms. The music room was empty. The living area also empty. I ran up the stairs. The bedrooms were empty. Only one place left. The tower. Taking the stairs two at a time, I reached the door. It squeaked as it slowly opened it. Empty. She was gone. Vanished. My heart pounding, I was shaking as I slowly descended the staircase and walked back to the kitchen. This was silly. I don't believe in ghosts. Reaching the kitchen, I sat down, and the owner pushed a cup of strong coffee in front of me. My hands were trembling and the hot liquid nearly spilled. The owner began to tell me the story of Sally Ann. Sally Ann, her husband, brother-in-law, and eight-year-old son were the original owners of the home sally ann had an affair with her husband's brother and when he found out the two men dueled in the hallway of the second floor both men died as a result of their wounds sally ann's son died a year later of typhoid sally died at the young age of 30 of what was said to be a broken heart she shows herself only to people she approves of as guests in her home but she is a kind ghost and is treated as another member of the family every once in a while we see her son with her The two brothers are probably the ones responsible for the tools missing. Just haven't seen them. I'm thinking great, Sally likes me. But I don't believe in ghosts. The owner continued her story. I hired a seer to come evaluate the ghost situation. He identified all of the ghosts. The family is all buried at Lexington Cemetery. He told me to rent a metal detector and search around the fifth fence post from the front corner of the house. I would find Sally Ann's wedding ring. So I did. And two feet down, I found her wedding ring with her initials. It's in this drawer. Walking to the sideboard, she opened a drawer and pulled out a small band with initials on the inside. My breath caught. The hairs on my arms stood up. Some deep breathing helped, mind over matter, and calmer now, I had again convinced myself that Sally Ann or whatever it was, was merely a figment of my imagination. It was just an old ring. I don't believe in ghosts. I had finished my coffee, and since the open house was now over, the other agent and I prepared to leave. As we neared the front door, I felt a cool breeze. The goosebumps returned. The hair on the nape of my neck stood up. Chills went down my spine. Slowly I turned around. At the top of the stairs stood Sally Ann. She was smiling. The owner had told me where the family was buried at the cemetery. And because I am annoyingly curious, I later went to visit. There they all were. The whole family. Just as she said, still a cynic, I went to the historic archives to search for the stories. They were there. The seer's stories checked out. There was a picture of the widow. It was Sally Ann, I believe. The others by Melissa. It was nearly 7 PM when we reached my friend's grandmother's house in the province near our school. We were there to spend the night doing our thesis required to finish our course. There were seven in the group. The house belonged to melissa's grandmother no one was in their aside from a caretaker who left after he handed us the key we suited ourselves and prepared our dinner after the meal we started to do our projects it was already 2 a.m when we finished and decided to go to bed there were three rooms in the house we were four girls and three boys so we took the other room while the boys took the room on the other side the other one left was melissa's grandmother's room Before going to bed, Andrea, one of our friends, asked Melissa about the house. She told us that her third eye was open, and she felt something in there. We were frightened of what she said and told her to stop bullying us. But Melissa said that the house was known in the town as being haunted, since no one really stayed there. Her grandmother was staying with her family, since she was too old to be alone in that house. Suddenly we felt as if someone were watching us. We went to the room and decided to sleep. Around 5 AM, Andrea woke me, she was chilled and could not control it. She asked us if we could leave already, but it was too early, and we wanted to sleep late. I told her to go back to sleep again. She said she couldn't, and could I just come with her outside? She just needs some air to breathe. I wanted to scream at her, but when I looked at her, she was white, as if she had no blood running in her veins. I woke up the rest of the girls. Andrea was already freaking out and crying. We went outside, and Melissa gave her some water. She calmed down a little and started to tell us the story that scared us, and gave us total chills to the bone. When we went to bed, we went to sleep fast, since we were all tired, but Andrea could not sleep. She heard noises like footsteps outside the rooms and whispering. She ignored it and went to sleep. It was as if there were other people in the house, but she still fell asleep she awakened at around quarter to four and what she told us next scared us to death and made our blood run cold she said that she closed her eyes and tried to get some sleep again but she still couldn't when she opened her eyes she saw a lady in front of her looking down at her face she smiled at her wickedly and said you can see us can't you the other people then came near around her that's when she woke me chilled and crying we waited till the sunrise packed our things and went back to the city None of the boys knew what had happened. No one would surely believe, so why waste our energy telling them? After all, we were still drained when we reached our dorm. Please continue sending us your horror stories. Check the link in the description.